Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. So he's talking about uh, getting familiar with the face of, of God, the face of Christ. And then he says right here, I prayed for years. So that matches right with what you just said. I prayed for years to be able to follow the first commandment, the first and great truth that God loves us with all of his heart, might, mind, and strength. And in my mind, when you said patience with my mother, I also heard having charity for my mother and what she's going through. I, I had an interesting surge of energy after going through the Come Follow Me lesson that led me to, I don't know enough about Paul's life. I did a little looking around. I found a book that is a biography of Paul called The Apostle. And the part I just listened to last night was that Paul was really disappointed in himself for his lack of charity early in his ministry and his lack of patience with people. His strong, powerful personality led him to impatience, frustration, etc., with people. And so that big chapter of in 1 Corinthians 13, written by him, if you do not have charity or if you have not charity, you're nothing. So thank you. Apparently, to see the face of God, we have to, one, remember that God loves us with all of his heart, might, mind, and strength, which we can use to empower us to be share the same with others. Thank you. Writing letters to God also helped me see the face of God. I've told the story before of writing letters to God for several months and then feeling the prompting. Uh, as an apprentice of God, I want you to practice writing back as if you are God. And that was a game changer for me to go, okay, Maurice, change position. Those of you who are in a master's program in counseling, you'll be introduced to a, a concept called gestalt therapy. There's a empty chair technique, but if you add a little advanced twist to it, you switch chairs. And you go, okay, I've been talking. We do, this is a, what the entire handbook for my daughters is revolves around, is the idea of, okay, you've expressed your pain and your concerns and your worries from where you're sitting. Now switch roles. And if you really want to feel the psychology of God, write a letter to you from him. Those of you who have ever been needed a letter of recommendation and then the professor says, you write the letter, I'll sign it, but make sure you sound like me when you write it. You're like, what? You want me to write my own letter of recommendation? Yeah. I've done that for people. Can you write me a job recommendation? Sure. Actually, you write it, then I'll read it and sign it. So the test is how well can you read my thoughts about you? I think the exercise of writing a letter from God 
not because you are God, but because you are an apprentice to you about what you're going through is very insightful to see the face of God. I'm still learning why faith is the first principle of the gospel. I want to build on that for just a second. I wasn't planning to, but it, it ties into the thoughts I was just having. The next section of the conference talk, if we want to get to know the face of Jesus, we need to study the gospels. So I had a really fun experience several years ago. My parents, as they're drifting into their 80s, uh, we are following them around with recording devices and asking to tell stories and stuff like that. And uh, my mom moved into the small town where my dad lived when she was a sophomore in high school. He was a senior. And they met and got acquainted and maybe went out on a few dates before he graduated from high school. But my mom wanted to enjoy her dating phase of life, so wasn't willing to commit to any one guy. So she dated around a bit, and then he went off to college from Southeast Idaho. He went to Utah State. He found a way to go back up to, to Shelley, Idaho, which is about a two-hour, two maybe three-hour drive from Utah State to take her out on the weekends. And then he left for the Navy, and they sent him to Antarctica <laughs> while he was in the Navy. <laughs> yeah, he was a... And... and uh, my wife and I, because we're the historians of our family, we got the chest of their letters back and forth, okay? And while we had to skip a few pages now and then <laughs> to, to avoid a little too much personal information, they, they got engaged while he was in Antarctica. <laughs> Okay. He wrote a letter. This is back when a letter in the Navy took, you know, 10 to 14 days to make its way back to Idaho and vice versa. Now, I want you to imagine that your daughter, who just graduated from high school, says, my fiance boyfriend is going to be landing in Rhode Island for a stay and... I'd like to borrow the car <laughs> to drive from Idaho to Rhode Island to meet up with him so we can get married while he's on leave. <laughs> okay. this It's a fun story unless you actually think about as if you're actually the parent of that daughter. And you're like, what? Okay. You, you're going to do what? All right. That's my parents' courtship based on letters, okay? When I started my own reading of the New Testament of the scriptures and being introduced to this idea of letters to God, um, I was had a little flashback to in elementary school, like second or third grade, where our teacher invited us to do this cool project of becoming pen pals with some other students over in Sweden or Finland or something like that. And I can't tell you how Christmas-like it was to receive letters back and to write letters and to get letters back. And like, oh my gosh, this is so cool to meet people. And when people say, I just can't figure out how to get to know God, I just can't figure out how to get to know them, then in the introduction of this book I just started listening to, 
the author said, I decided to take the letters of Paul on face value that these were actual letters from him to analyze his personality and his biography. Okay. And nowadays, with our microwave mentality of YouTube videos, of FaceTime, of being able to just be in direct contact with each other, the exercise of getting to know someone based on letters, based on what other people have written about the person. We don't have any letters that Jesus himself wrote. Okay, we have some recordings of his words. We have some, some documentation of what he said. And we have to rely on learning from many gaps. And I'm convinced over time that there's value in those gaps so that there's room for personal revelation. So that as you're pondering and you got a few dots on the dot to dot and there's a space between the dots, it requires personal revelation to fill in those gaps. And that's where we have the opportunity for personal testimony and where the faith that there is something in between these two dots, there's something important here, there's something valuable here. And now I gain a testimony because the dots are connected for me. And I go, oh, I get it now. I see it now with my own eyes. I feel it now. I can hear it with my own ears. Now, here's the emphasis I want to use to lean that into your world. When you are aware of your gaps as a teacher, when you are aware of your missing pieces as one who has a testimony, when you are clear and worried and Satan says, you have gaps. Other people are going to see your gaps. Other people are going to exploit your flaws. I strongly encourage you to remember the way that true principles have been given to us is with lots of gaps. Lots and lots of empty space. So when you share your testimony, when you share your thoughts, when you share your insights, when you share what you've learned, don't worry about the gaps. Okay? Don't panic about those. Gaps are where the Holy Ghost does his best work. So let there be gaps. <laughs> How's that for a, a meme? Let there be gaps so that you can have room for the Spirit to fill in. Now, I'm gonna, yes, go ahead. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life and ready when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.